listening to the HSP Way, the podcast for highly sensitive people who are looking for connection and a place to celebrate the value of being an HSP. And if you have found your way here, then I know you are ready to expand your mind and open your heart so that you can do the work you are meant to do on this planet. It is time to let go of the societal construct of the word sensitive and step outside of the box. Hi, this is Jane Marie, coach for HSPs and co-creator of the HSP Way podcast, which is a podcast for HSPs made by HSPs. And as you listen to each episode, you will see what it truly means to be a highly sensitive person. And as your host with over 10 plus years of experience as a healer, a teacher, and a lifetime experience as an HSP, I'm here to create community so that you can learn to use your sensitivity as your superpower as we explore the HSP way through a cosmic lens, an open heart, and the art of letting go. Hello, my sweet HSP. How is your HSP journey going? I'm wondering if you have done much reframing work. And if you're not familiar with reframing, let me explain a little bit. Reframing is when you look back at your past experiences, the ones that really stood out and left you feeling confused, a bit raw, uncomfortable, maybe ashamed. And what you do is you take that memory and reorganize the meaning around it. And in this in this space and conversation specifically, I'm talking about looking at that memory through the lens as a highly sensitive person. This reframing allows you to adjust your perspective and change the tone and meaning of that experience or of that memory. For example, you might think of a time when you cried uncontrollably and it didn't make sense to anyone around you. It might not even seemed like it made sense to you because you were so overwhelmed and maybe it didn't make sense to your parents or caretaker or guardian or maybe it was even a teacher and so instead of seeing this as an experience where you were being too much or you felt like you were being weak because you weren't able to manage your emotions or you were ashamed or embarrassed by any of it You can then look back at that memory and understand that as a highly sensitive person, and in this example, a highly sensitive child, you may have very well just been overwhelmed or overstimulated and you weren't given the tools to work through those emotions or you weren't given the space and comfort you needed to support you in that that experience you were having. And so the reframing allows you to bring compassion and understanding to that experience. And this work can be very helpful and support inner child work as it focuses on the past. And it doesn't have to be inner child work. There is a a point in time in my adulthood, actually, where I got pulled over for speeding. And it was one of those weird sections of highway that the speed limit changes like every three miles and I cried and I cried so much 
I cried so much that the police officer barely said a word to me. They didn't really know what to do. Um, and that's okay because I didn't really know what to do and I really didn't know what was happening. But I'm able to look back and, and understand the overstimulation that I was feeling because I think that was actually the first speeding ticket I ever got in my entire life. Uh, and there was someone else in the car and the officer wasn't very friendly and it was so many, so many facets. And so, yeah, I'm able to look back and reframe that and see it through the lens as a highly sensitive person to give understanding of that experience. So this is reframing past events, right? Those are some examples of that. But what about the present, right? There is a fine line to walk when we hear, be here now, and we also hear very often doing the work, right? Someone's always doing the work these days. Well, when you're moving between these two worlds, it's important to have boundaries so you can allow space and time to integrate both and you don't get stuck in the past trying to do the work and letting that cloud your present everyday experience. One thing you can start to do is reframe in the present because when you reframe in the present, the reorganization of the thought and meaning will apply to your everyday life. So you're able to put this into practice more frequently and it allows you to work with your mindset and tap into the ability of neuroplasticity of your brain. And so how would you reframe in the present? Well, this is done by practicing new ways of thinking about things that you do every day. And by doing reframing work in the present, you are exercising the neuroplasticity by rewiring your brain to form those new synaptic connections for your thoughts and experience to reorganize. And this can help so much as excuse me, as long as you are consistent with your awareness, with your attention, and with your intention, you need the awareness to catch your thoughts. And then you need the attention to your environment that is provoking those thoughts or reactions. And then your intention is what you're using to reframe the pattern in a way that supports you and shows self-compassion and acceptance. And so when you reframe your thoughts each day, this helps shift your mindset and it leads you to feel more upward spirals in your energy and increase your frequency with good feelings rather than downward spirals that bring that heaviness and leave you feeling badly. An example that comes to mind is if you are in a social setting and you start to feel anxious or overwhelmed, it is really easy to think, oh my goodness, I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm about to have a meltdown. Everyone else looks fine. When you have these thoughts, your thoughts are only going to start to fog over. You're gonna feel increase in your panic and stress. And ultimately it will feel harder to make a good decision or to act in a way you feel good about. So I would say for this example, it is important to be able to have awareness about your visceral reactions 
when you start to notice that anxious, excuse me, anxiousness rise, acknowledge it and instead say something like, hmm, my HSPA is telling me that this environment or this company or whatever it is, is no longer serving me and it is time to do something different. Then thank your body because it's communicating with you and you are listening. Then you can figure out the best way to exit or change the activity. The two pathways of response that I just described, one of stress that causes the downward spiral and the other of listening and responding causing an upward spiral are entirely different. Even though they're both stemming from the beginning feelings of anxiousness. In this case, the more you recognize your mental messaging and dialogue, the more you can understand your sensitivities as a solid pathway of communication. And when you have that as a thought pattern, you will be able to avoid panic more often than not. So in the reframing in the present, it's more in the moment mindset work that you're able to reframe. So in that example, it's seeing your body communicate and understand that it's communication and take action, not that it's a meltdown and that being a highly sensitive person is a lot to manage. So let me give you another example because there's another one that comes to mind. It's the idea that highly sensitive people spend their days overthinking. Well, Yes, it has been proven that HSPs think deeply. So sure, to a non-HSP, those may be the words used to describe an HSP thinking. But what matters are the words you choose for yourself. So instead, you might start to say that you're HSP thinking, which does not have any dramatic tone to it. Or maybe you might say that you're deep thinking. Because let's face it, when we say overthinking or overthinking is used to describe the way you're approaching something in your life, it carries a negative tone about it. It comes across as being extra. When how could you be being extra when you were simply just being? And yes, there is a trick here because you want to be wise with your thoughts. You don't want to let them control you. Because some deep thoughts bring that clarity and wisdom that you need, while other thoughts, they will not serve you as much. So it's important to practice discernment here. Like everything we do, we wake up and we put into practice what we have learned and we see how it works out. The next day, we adjust as needed. And this is why when you practice reframing in the present and acknowledge the neuroplasticity of your brain, you can really begin to create an awesome balance between your inner child work and your present day life. Because every day you make something like 35,000 choices a day. Mind you, some of these might not feel like choices because they've become patterns or habits. But the truth is that it is all still a choice. It's something that you're choosing to do. So that is why when you start to use language that, that feels judgmental, that you're judging yourself on based on an external voice, 
if you can stop that with that attention and recognize it and start to listen and choose words that make sense for you with clarity, you can be consistent with this and attentive to your thoughts to be intentional with the direction that feels best for you, it will begin to feel liberating. Thank you for hanging out with me through to the end of this episode. It tells me that we share a similar belief and agree that it is important to raise awareness and build community for HSPs so that together we can empower one another to be the emotional leaders that our world needs. So I invite you to take action and be part of the ripple effect by sharing this episode with someone in your life because it could be just what they have been looking for. And let us know what you think. If something here spoke to you, leave a review or find me on Instagram at the HSP way. I would love for you to send me a DM there and let me know how this episode landed for you. I will leave this information in the show notes. And again, thank you so much for listening, my sweet HSP. Let your light shine as we journey on together.